Two Dope Brothers in a Pod is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor allows you to create, edit, add background music to your own podcast. You can find Anchor in your Google Play Store or your iTunes Store. Why not? Start you a podcast, publish it, edit it, get it out there. And without further ado, let's get into Two Dope Brothers in the Pod. Yo, yo, yo. Yo. We back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Another song. I, I lost my thought. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Get it together. <laughs> uh, I, I lost it. I had it, then I lost it. You had it, then you lost it. I had it, then I lost it. But we back, ladies and gentlemen. Another episode of Two Dope Brothers in the Pod. I am... Retro Jayhawk, aka Fat Thor. And I became Book of 44. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about today, people. There's been a lot going on the last two weeks. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. First, let, let's let's start off. Let's start off. Let's start off easy. Ease into the hard stuff. Yeah. So if you know me and you know how I am about music, there's a certain rapper that I admire to the highest form. Um, I caught wind of him back in 2013. And the the album that he put together was so good. I went back and bought the previous two albums. Can't say that about many people. Right, right. So, on Sunday of last week, he dropped a piece and shook up the entire music industry. If you all do not know who I'm talking about, I am talking about King Kendrick, Kung Fu Kenny, K-Dot. Oklahoma PG Lane, Kendrick Lamar. Yes, sir. So, Kendrick Lamar is to the culture as close as we're ever going to get to fully experience what Tupac was actually about. That's very accurate. Um, He he okay when he drops an album he puts out these freestyles mm-hmm. these freestyles are called the heart you have the heart part one part two part three part four and now part five but the difference now is one through four was just a freestyle only over a beat and then you would go look for it as a single and you couldn't get it as a single because he didn't release it as such. But now 
we've gotten to see what has happened to Kendrick Lamar over the last five years. Um, how much he has grown over the last five years as well. Yeah. Uh, the last album did great. Great storytelling, great visuals, even went on to win a Pulitzer Prize. So he's a Pulitzer Prize winning artist. Many rappers can't say that. Yep. But what makes it different this time is we got a visual of the heart part five. Not only did we get a visual, but we got it as a single that you can go and download and stream. What makes it so significant is number one, he used one of the most prolific artists, I think, of the time, Marvin Gaye. I want you. So to me, it was outstanding. To me, a lot of people, a lot of people say it different, but we'll touch on that as well. But I think he the visuals that he used were done by um, a studio called Voodoo, which is run by Trey Parker and Matt Stone of South Park. Yeah. Um, I think he's supposed to be working with them on an up-and-coming project. He is. They're doing a movie. Absolutely. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, man, let, let, let's let's get into it. Let's, let's break it down. Let's break down the hard part five. So, um, like you said, I don't, I don't like actively look for many rappers mm-hmm. uh, when they, when they drop, especially like, like it was back in the day, you know, Jay-Z dropped an album, you had to go get it. Nas dropped an album, you had to go get it. You know what I'm saying? Like whoever back in the day when we, when we came up, it was certain albums that dropped that you had to go buy. Mm-hmm. And I really haven't had somebody like, you know, from this this generation I guess where you would get up and like actively go buy an album but anytime Kendrick drops an album I'm there I have to have it um I didn't get a chance to listen to the heart because I've seen so many people uh posting about it and I was like damn I gotta get around to listening to it because I've been so busy but um got the album Friday um sat on the porch had a cigar and just listened to it yeah and finally got to the end to listen to the heart and my wonderful wife came out and wanted to talk so i didn't get a chance to fully listen to the heart so um i'm uh i'm about to go out when i finish this to have a cigar finish listening to the album but yeah like i mean it's not too many artists that drop right now that speaks to the soul Mm -hmm. and i know j cole is one um Kendrick's definitely leading that pack with, you know, um, grabbing people's attention. And I think future albums just dropped recently too. And it angers me that his album, I guess, was uh, the number one album. Oh, yeah. (laughs) At least least up until Kendrick dropped. At least up until Kendrick dropped. But I mean, his album's the number one album. And I mean, I heard Future's album and I wasn't impressed because I mean, he does a lot of commercial songs. A lot right. of his songs on his album are like two minutes long. It's just, just that, and I'm, I'm not impressed. Not impressed at all. But yeah, K Dot and um, 
I forget the I forget the name of the song. I want to say it's Father Time. Father Time, I think it happened to be my favorite one. Okay. I think that's I think that's like, but I mean, don't get me wrong. Get me wrong. Entire <laughs> album, fire as fuck, but Father Time speaks to my soul because of the uh my father issues, my daddy issues I have. And you know, my father not being here anymore. And like listening to that song, man, I almost brought me to tears. Yeah. But also in the heart, the part I listened to that was played on the Breakfast Club that gave me chills was the part where he was rapping from the point of view of Nipsey. Yes. As like now. Like that that gave me chills, man. And I know his family, I know his wife and kids and everybody had to be proud of that. So Yeah. I think I, I've been anticipating for I would say maybe the last two or three weeks, right? Yeah. So I knew it was coming because every album, the heart part five is associated. I mean, the heart is associated with. It. So I knew it was coming. What caught me off guard was the fact that we got a visual for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so me and my wife we sat there and we watched it and it spoke it spoke to it spoke to me because in the opening line he said life is about perspective as i get a little older life is about perspective and i thought that was so i thought that was so poignant because i could we could identify with that we're getting older and we're starting to know that life and the perspective of life and what we value as important or what we once valued as important is not no longer important. Yeah. Yeah. So when he starts rapping, I'm like, yeah, my uh, yeah, my nigga finna go in. He finna go in. He finna go in and he ain't finna leave nothing left. He nothing left on the plate. Yeah. What caught me off guard was second verse. And he changed the OJ. And he was like, I, uh, I come from a city, you know, to let you know what a nigga looked like in a bulletproof rover. And then he go from OJ to Kanye mm-hmm. and start addressing the mental issues within the black community. Then from Kanye, he goes to Jussie. A lot of people online, I was disappointed because they was like, is that John Legend? Is that? No, it's just his small lip. <laughs> you have to understand everything he's been through. He wants y'all to love him, but he don't, he doesn't know how to get the black community to love him other than to pull a stunt. Yeah. And then from there, he goes to Will Smith in a land where hurt people hurt more people. Here we go. But when he got to the third verse and he stopped the drums and he just started rapping and then you see him you see his face about to change again and he changes into Kobe and he raps from the standpoint of how Kobe literally defined a generation inspired a generation of people to be greater than they greater than they are and then like you he gets to he gets to Nipsey and the leading verse is how he changed how he made 
other people change their curriculum to focus on what's going on and i got you know i got the lyrics in front of me yeah and i'm not i don't want to i don't want to misquote anything so i'm gonna go straight straight into it because the thing you know me you know me how you know how i feel about nipsey you know how i feel about him being we're the same age yeah yeah six six months off six months off give or take um but to set the scene i was i march 31st 2019 i'm sitting in the living room with my wife and my sister and we're we just had got through eating we're laughing we're watching tv and I see that my cousin was like they shot Nipsey. So I'm like, what? You know. So I go on Twitter and you know, I start to see uh the footage, the live footage of you know what's going on. And the first thing I thought to myself, I was like, he's done all of this. Mm-hmm. I was like, God, please don't let him die before he's able to benefit the fruits of his labor, before he's able to see his kids grow up, before he's able to get married, all the all the things that us as 35-year-old men at that time want to happen. Mm-hmm. So I kept refreshing, 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 refreshing. And then I say about, I say about six o'clock our time, three o'clock their time, they called it. And I was just stunned. And I had to, you know, I and my wife and uh, sister looked at me and they was like, what's wrong? I said, well, I said, they shot Nipsey. Um, I said, he gone. And it broke everybody in the room. And at that time, we were trying to understand why. Who would do this? Why would they do this? What was the purpose in this? And it 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 awoke it awoke something in me to to the point where it was like, you know what? It's time for you to get about the business at hand because you never know when you, when it's when it's your time when it's gonna be done for you so that inspired me to be it woke up my entrepreneurial spirit it inspired me to think past the constraints of getting a check from somebody else when i can make my own check yeah i can start my own brand i can do all these things i have i don't have the same financial financial means to do it but I can do what I can do within my parameter so when I saw that part of the heart and he said everything is everything this ain't coincidental I woke up that morning with more heart to give you as I bleed through the speakers feel my presence to my brother to my kids I'm in heaven 
to my mother, to my sis, I'm in heaven, to my father, to my wife, I'm serious, this is heaven. Because we wanted to know, we want that, that's that closure that people look for. And I'm a firm believer. I believe in God to the highest extent. And I believe that people can be used as a vessel so in that moment Kendrick was taken out and Nipsey was placed in and when he he said that it was like okay it it gave a lot of people a sense of relief it gave I know it gave his mother a sense of relief because his mother talked about when she got there when she got on scene and she went over to him and there was no blood on the ground. There was no there was no remnants of him being shot other than them telling her that he had been shot. And then to find out that he had been nesting. For those that don't know what nesting is, nesting is um, when a woman is getting ready to have a baby or when life is finna transition into another place. She said he had been nesting. She said he hadn't been eating. He was just up. He was doing this, doing that. And he was just moving about. He couldn't rest. Yeah. So when, when he got shot, when he got killed, he was finally able to rest. And I hope within all of this, because I've seen I've seen everybody on his label. I saw his wife. Hadn't seen his sister post much. His brother's not active. But when he said when he after he said that, that he retouched on making investments. Mm-hmm. Count your blessings. Be grateful for every day that you're here. But still while you're here, go out and make them investments. And listen to my words of what I said before and then he went on to address the guy that killed him and he said and it was crazy because he was like I forgive you just know your soul's in question Mm -hmm. I seen the pain in your people when their trigger had squeezed and though you did me gruesome I was surely relieved I completed my mission wasn't ready to leave but fulfill my day my days my creator was pleased come on yeah that's it that that caps it off that caps it off and for him to end the verse where he's addressing his brother and he wants his brother to make sure that his kids watch all his interviews so they'll never forget his face and his voice because it's easy to lose someone and then after a period of time you forget what what they sound like we'll never forget what he sounds like we have albums we have interviews we have all these things and his brother took it the hardest because his brother found out about it raced to the scene but by the time he raced to the scene it was too late and he he didn't have security with him which he normally does he told his security to take a day off his, yeah. 
his top security guy, he took it hard. He took it hard to the point where they thought he was going to kill himself. But it's just when when life happens or when something is about to happen, you don't want you don't want people around that don't have to be around. You don't want your brother to be shot. You don't want your security to be shot. And for him to for him to end it with and I can't blame the hood the day that I was killed y'all had to see it that's the only way to feel and though my physical won't reap the benefits my energy that carry on emits still so we had to see it we had to witness it we were we were what 10 we were 11 when Tupac was killed so we didn't get the feel of it we just know that Tupac got shot died 13 days later yeah but this happened in real time we were able to see it we were able to see video after the fact yep but I tell my wife that you know as tragic as it is I would rather I would rather him had transition that way than to live the way that he was going to have to live because when he was shot by him being so tall the bullet entered his abdomen first and bounced around and when it bounced around it severed his spine so if he had even if he had lived he was going to be paralyzed for the rest of his life And, and that's not a way to live as a public figure that's not a way to live so I think Nipsey used Kendrick as a vessel to speak to us to let us know that I'm good. And then I saw somebody on Facebook. They made a they made a great point. They said that you know you see Nipsey's face and you see that he doesn't have braids in his hair, so he's finally able to let his hair down and kind of take it all in and relax and not have to be so worried and I looked at the video again I was like damn that damn but Kendrick has put together such a phenomenal piece of work that it has invoked criticism (sighs) and and bro I'm not gonna lie to you some of this stuff some of the stuff pissed me off to the point I was like nah I'm finna shoot back at this nigga this nigga got me fucked up but then I listened to that and I'm I'm buying into what he rapped about not to buy into. Yep. I mean, everybody's going to have their own opinion when it comes to certain things. And I mean, just like the Migos don't reach me. And if I say that around a group of people, they'll look at me like, what? You know, Kendrick came for everybody. It's, a, it's an acquired taste. Like you have to, you have to be of a certain caliber or vibrating on a different level to understand the words that he was spitting there what this album meant to the culture yeah so yeah you can't you can't take everybody with you and you can't enlighten everybody it's, it's later on in life he, it might hit him and he'd be like oh i get it you know what i'm saying but yeah you, you gotta let people people that's it <laughs> you did you definitely gotta let people people you got <laughs> you gotta let but but also i look at it like this too a lot of people that saying saying that they didn't like it, they haven't experienced life yet. 
nah, nah. You haven't experienced life nah. to understand the mag the magnitude of who he is and what he means to the culture because you can go all the way back. He'll you can go back and watch any interview and he'll tell you his his aunt well Auntie Diaries. Auntie Diaries is one of my Oh man, that was dope. That was dope. Uh, yeah. Silent Hill uh N ninety five. Yeah and I was thoroughly <laughs> impressed with uh Kodak Black. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not a I'm not a big Kodak Kodak Black fan, but right. <laughs> I that that really, you know, that really goes to show that there's room for growth yeah. with him to overcome that that bang bang shoot him up is cool when you're feeling like that. Right. But what is what is the end result? Because with Kendrick, every album is a story. Storytelling at its finest. Yep. Good Kid Mad City shows him being interested in a girl and going about the entire night trying to get to her, still in his mama van, yep. meet up with her only to realize it was a setup. Yep. And then from the setup, now is now we in retaliation mode. Yep. And then lose a friend. My favorite, one of my favorite songs by Kendrick is Sing About Me. Because once again, it's about perspective. Then you have To Pimp a Butterfly. Once again, he's telling you, okay, I made it. Now, with me making it, I'm having a deal with the evil side of the industry, Lucy. I'm having you keep hearing Lucy, which refers to Lucifer. I'm happy I'm having a deal with this side. How do I balance this side? And then damn, you get the story of how his father and his boss once crossed paths, never knew it. But then he lays it out for him, and they realize that the situation that that was made for him was put in place a long time ago nothing is done by accident everything is done with divine intervention because he clearly said if he had killed his father then it would resorted to him leading into gang culture and him being killed yep. so I, I think i think kendrick is a phenomenal artist one of my favorites, one of my top five of all yep. time. I tell any, I debate anybody about it. Yep. And you know, I just think this album, this album, for some it has to grow on you. But if you're a fan, you get it right off top. Yeah. And then the nigga uh, had two kids on us. <laughs> ain't nobody know nothing. <laughs> and ain't nobody know nothing. This nigga had two kids. I mean, which explains the break. I mean, he took time off to be a father. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. that explains the break. So, I mean, when <laughs> he, when people was like, oh, he's not making an album for like the next 10 years or some shit, everybody was like, what? <laughs> but, right, what I, mean, this, <laughs> I mean... What this nigga on? <laughs> but, I mean, it makes, it makes sense now. But, uh, like you were saying about the people who said the album was alright and all this and that, I mean, I bet you look at they, uh, they uh, listening, they music listening uh, playlist. It consists of uh, Kodak Black, of course, uh, Migos, yep, 
<laughs> I mean, you know, the ass shaking music. They they want to shake their ass. What it is? I mean, nobody wants to listen. They like wake up the conscience. Nah, that's the last <laughs> thing they want. Yeah, but I mean, the album's dope. It's I mean to be. 30 plus years old and to be able to pick an album up and listen to it and understand it and not, you know, feel like you need to go pick a gun up and go merc somebody. Like, it's, it's great. It's great. Right. Absolutely. Like, you, yeah. you I, I get it. You need you need those club bangers and those hood songs and you, you need them, but you also need something to uh, speak to the PC. Yeah. 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 I'm a, I'm, I, I'm starting to realize that as I get older, I gravitate more to songs that have samples. Yeah. And if it's got a if it's got a sample in it, I'm listening to it. Yeah. It's very it's very seldom that I listen to songs on the radio or listen to the radio. Period. If I listen to the radio, I'm I'm not gonna lie. I, I made it to that age 101, 103.5 old school classic hip hop I'd have made it to that age I mean, yes, it sir. is what it is it is what it is like they starting to play everything that we listen to in high school is on 103.5 now. so yep. it's it's time it's <laughs> time to take it out the pasture yes sir so but yeah it, it amazes me how many people criticize this album and then you find out they're a future fan. Yeah, yeah, man. Future had the best album this year. Like, oh, so y'all, y'all, y'all never met, met uh, heard of Mr. Duckworth, huh? Right. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Right. <laughs> I'm just but, saying. Uh, it's, it's like it's like that TikTok that one that uh, says, uh, "How you gonna hate from outside of the club? You can't even get can't in. Get in. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That that's it. That's definitely yeah. it. But." <laughs> I, I feel like uh, Kendrick has put out uh, once again another classic piece of work. Yeah. I look forward to all the awards, accolades. Hell, I even, I'm not gonna lie to you. He going on tour, and I'm trying my best not to spend that bread and come to Atlanta to go to that tour. Hey, let hey. me find out. Hey, let me find out if he if he do come, I, 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 that's somebody I pay to see. Man, that's definitely somebody I pay to see. I only in my in my lifetime, I only want to attend maybe mm, maybe three concerts. I want I want a Jay Z concert, a Kendrick concert, and a J Cole. Yeah, yeah. And I'm and I'm good. And I'm good on anybody else that show up. I'm that's cool, but I'm good. Like I wish I could have experienced a DMX or yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yep. But with them, give me them three, I'm good. I'm sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, like you said, um for all I mean, for all the rappers that are out there, like consider yourself artists or whatever you consider yourself, this is what art is about. Mm-hmm. It's about taking your time, putting together a, a good body of work to where your fans can, and this album is gonna uh, gonna age very well. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of al- a lot of people put out albums, and it's gonna be just for that time. But this is something that's gonna grow like the blueprint, like you know the black album. It's it's gonna be one of those albums. I mean, all his work is really. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Five five phenomenal albums he put together 
And if he don't make music for another five years, that's fine because you got five albums to hold you over. Yes, you do. It's like eating good food at Thanksgiving. You full, but you still got leftovers if you ever if you get hungry again. So yeah, I'm with it. Shout out to Kendrick Lamar, Duckworth. All right, so I know you've seen the incident with uh, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, yeah, definitely saw that. Okay, so for those that haven't, Dave Chappelle was doing a show at the Hollywood Bowl, and this fan ran up and decides he wants to tackle Dave Chappelle, but does so unsuccessfully and proceeds to get the brakes beat off his ass. (laughs) (laughs) And the dude apparently made diss songs about Dave Chappelle and been doing it for, you know, for years prior. He's only like 24. So he's been making diss songs about Dave Chappelle. And I thought it was the funniest thing because out of all the people to go after, you go after the one that lifts the weights the most. <laughs> right. And you can't even tackle him down. You 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 aimed at his legs, but you missed and you failed. <laughs> but but the funny the the funniest thing about it is two things. Number one, he tried to run off and the security caught his ass and bent his elbow out the other way. That was funny as hell. Yeah. But what a lot of people don't know, did you know that some of the people that were whooping his ass include the likes of Jamie Foxx, Buster Rhymes, um, who else was there? It was one more, I can't think of. But they were whipping his monkey ass. Yeah. That's when your that's when your friend's supposed to step up for you. Yeah, I didn't know that. Nick, why would you <laughs> why would you go attack somebody and Buster Rhymes and Jamie Foxx is with him? Right. And they bend his elbow out. They turn they turned his elbow inside out. I don't know, that perm on his head, boy. They, they, yeah, it was it was it was out there. <laughs> yeah, they fucked him up. <laughs> it was out there. <laughs> they fucked but, him up. But I mean, I told I told my wife when um Will, when Will slapped Chris, I told my wife, this is about to change the game. This is about to change the game of comedy because uh, as an expiring, inspiring uh, comedian, um, to see that, I was like, oh man, now everybody should be running up on stage and you know interrupting the show. And I'll be damned, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> well, you know what? I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame it on Will Smith because that's been, that's been happening. That's been happening. Will Smith just Will Smith is just a person who's super famous that slapped somebody. But it's been but he was doing it in honor of someone. Right. This dude here was doing it because you got beef with Dave Chappelle and Dave Chappelle don't know who the fuck you even are. But this happened I wanna say last year. It happened to DC Youngfly. He was on stage, oh, I and, remember a, that. and the dude Oakland. ran up, yeah, yeah, and he knocked his ass out. Yeah, no security, just him in his hands. He laid his ass out. 
I mean, if if you're not familiar with a comedy show, or you don't, you're not, you're you're not comedy's not your thing. Don't go to a comedy show, because right. I mean, you're bound to get cracked on. But if you sitting there being saucy because you're getting cracked on, like bro, like that's some that's that's some whole shit. That's yeah. some straight whole shit. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the comedy show, but you better not make fun of me. I'm gonna make fun of you. You, <laughs> I'm finna rag on your ass, especially especially if you sit up front. You sit up front. Right. You asking to be, yeah, yeah. You gonna get picked on? Oh, Nick, yeah. You run up on me. You run up on me. I'm gonna drop you in your damn neck. Like I know for a fact, if I sit up front, it's a wrap. Yeah, it's a wrap. I'm definitely gonna get poked fun at, but I mean, I also know the sport of comedy. Like it's it's all out of fun and laugh. Like you gonna laugh, have a good time. Like it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> and I I just hate I hate it. I hated that Chris Rock was there because oh, yeah. I got slapped by the softest by the softest rapper. Yeah, but he slapped your ass though. Right, and <laughs> I mean slapped, now you, you, you now you now saying some many miles away now. Like okay, you didn't have yeah. that energy when he walked up on you. Right. Oh, was that Will Smith? Like nigga, stop, stop. <laughs> right. Nigga, you couldn't if I'm tying my if I'm tying my shoes, which I don't do anymore, and you walk up close to me and I'm nigga, you better move. <laughs> because if not, I'm gonna uppercut you in the dick. Then you gonna <laughs> Facts. Get, get your balls out of my face, dog. What's wrong with you? You're right. Nigga, you walking up on me, I'm tying my shoes. Nigga, you don't move. I right, clack your ankles together. What you mean? Yeah, man. But yeah, I feel it. like no. It's just it's just certain things that you don't do. Yeah. But that yeah. but that's no different. That's no different than a fan running up on stage at a concert. That's no different than you know the white boys running on the field at a game. It's just people are emblazing to be seen for a viral moment. Yeah, that was me. But brag to him how you got your ass toe up in the back, though. Hey, Man. Talk yeah, about yeah. that. Kudos to his damn uh, security and friends that were backstage and ready to whoop some ass, because I'm pretty sure they whooped his ass till the cops came. Oh, yeah, they beat shit out of him. I'm pretty Nigga. sure they, they, they whooped his ass till the first car came up. <laughs> They <laughs> and they called and told them, "Look, don't don't rush. We got them." <laughs> right. Here's <laughs> my thing. Time. <laughs> Anytime somebody beat your ass enough to pull your damn shoulder out of socket and twist your elbow backwards, you got your yeah, you got your ass whooped with purpose. Like, everybody's need to like try to like go viral, be famous, bro. Like, um, I mean, Jay Z said a long time ago, "Fame is the worst drug known to man." Yeah. Like, I would never think to like run up on stage and tackle somebody like Dave Chappelle just to go viral. No. Like, I'm not, I mean, these media whores that are out here that would do anything to try to go viral or to be famous. The guy who, um, who uh, was talking shit about Drake's son that went viral for the week. Like, and he started making t-shirts and shit because Drake slid in his wife DMs. Have you heard that story? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So the like, dude started yeah. making t-shirts? He made t-shirts, he was doing a special appearance at clubs, like, you know, he capitalized off that 15 minutes of fame, and like, God, okay. I don't know, I don't know. I, 
see and that and that's the thing but see you started with him right exactly you started with him and that main hit you with all oh, that's how you feel right sliding your wife inbox let me tell you something let me tell you something <laughs> don't many things offend me but if you hop your rich ass in my wife inbox you better be coming and talking about some money <laughs> because anything else I ain't gonna I'm not making t-shirts I'm not doing club appearances I'm pulling up on you right like <laughs> be, the, be the nigga tackling Drake on stage that's gonna be me yeah oh, on stage nah I ain't see. fan try to tackle Drake Drake on stage Mm-mm. I'm gonna nah I'm gonna catch his ass all I gotta do is all right, look see I'm the type of dude I'm the type of dude I'm not gonna catch you in no public place right right you talk that shit to me I'm gonna catch your ass in the bathroom <laughs> Now you can't go nowhere. Now you cornered. Now I got you. And right. I'm wait. And then I'ma wait. I'ma wait to the time that your guard is down. And I'ma hit you all upside your motherfucking head. You gonna right. walk up out of here looking like Martin when he got beat up by Tommy Hearns. <laughs> so just a warning, you slide in my wife inbox. I'm not tackling you on stage. I'm beating the, I'm gonna I'ma kick your teeth out your mouth from the bottom from the bottom but that but that's my that's my whole thing people are people are so addicted to wanting to go viral that they'll do just about anything to go viral yep not knowing that can affect you in the long run if you're trying to have any kind of career that's why you can't get on the internet and say whatever you want to say you can't um, you can't treat people any kind of way. It, it's amazing to me to see the amount of white people that, with the camera in their face, they just say whatever, like there's yeah. no consequences. Then you call their job, get them fired. Oh, I didn't took it too far. I took it too far. Yeah. Come on, I didn't take it too. I didn't take it far enough. Just like the little boy. Did you see the video of the little boy? It walked up on the lady porch with the whip in his hand. Yeah, 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 the little white boy, yeah. I would have beat all four eyes off of his ass. Yeah. You hit yeah. my goddamn door with a whip. Well, what fuck his ass up. Like, I mean, you're not a kid now, you're a terrorist, what you are. So yeah, I would stump his little ass. Yep, yeah, I'd have kicked his ass, I'd have kicked his ass back across the street. And then for your whole ass daddy to come out. And then you knew the daddy, you knew the daddy was a punk and wasn't gonna fight because he went in and got a gun. Put the gun down, picked the gun up, almost shot himself and his daughter. Yeah. You motherfuckers don't need guns because apparently you motherfuckers don't know what a trigger or a safety is. I mean, they they already such cowards. Cause, I mean, that's the only thing they can do is go get guns. Like they know they can't measure up as men when it comes to uh, standing toe to toe. Which is why they do the shit they do, the whole yeah. shit they do. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we know this, and, and it, it pisses me off. But I tell them every time, like, I see a video or I'm in a conversation, I'll let people know, like, y'all can't never measure up, which is why y'all go get get guns, and y'all mm-hmm. have to fight with the cops behind you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. understand this. This is why y'all women are falling in love with us now because we're we're the definition of men. Yeah. <laughs> like, they love. <laughs> they love everything about us. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. But I, which brings me back, I don't understand 
I don't understand the amount of hate that we, we receive, yet you, you absorb our culture like a biscuit on a plate of gravy. Yep. Like, come on, what is it? You're yep. threatened. Because you know that had it not been for a genetic mutation, you wouldn't be here. What are we talking about? You ain't got no culture. You have no culture. All y'all know to do is pillage and spread disease. That's what you all do. Yep. And we can go back eons to see that. Thanks. Because if it was if it wasn't if it wasn't for y'all, then certain things that happened in history wouldn't have been swept under the rug. Yep. Lake Lanier, Seneca Hills, that 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 stuff that type of stuff wouldn't have been swept under the rug. Black Wall Street, because you tried as much as they tried to rid us and wipe us away from the earth. You can't wipe us away. Nah. Nah. And that's, I mean, it's kind of why, um... Oh, man, I forgot what the fuck I was about to say. I went completely blank. That's okay. <laughs> my son walked in here and I lost my damn train of thought. It's <laughs> okay. God damn. <laughs> Shout out to nephew. That's okay. <laughs> but you know what? What's funny to me, you remember back a couple of months ago, when they was like um, on the 21st of, I think, what was it? October, November, one of them, that was like everybody gonna get a superpower. Oh yeah, yeah. And I thought it was the funniest thing. And when you have, you know, when you have kids that see it and they come up to you, did you get your superpower? What's your superpower? I said, I'm already a superhero. What are you talking about? What right. you mean? Look at my skin. Yep. There's no this this is enough of a superpower right here. Right, exactly. And people don't understand what that means. Okay, so let me break it down to you. With this superpower I have right here, I can make men fear me that don't even know me. Yep. Speak on it. I can make them shudder with the thought of my greatness. I can literally literally walk out in the sun and not be affected by UV rays so you want to know what my superpower is being black is a superpower because with me being black I got culture I got music I got food I got heritage I got lineage what's your superpower well they can't speak on it of course not of course not at all at all and that's why it's so important that we realize who we are as a people and not be threatened by mediocrity yep so you know I I just think that people need to understand who they are and where they come from before you realize you wake up and it's too late and realize that everything you are as a person is who they inspire to be and they can never hold a candle to. Yep. Never. That uh, and that and that and that brings me to um, the uh, Roe v. Wade. 
for the longest time this particular um statute has stood the test of time to anybody that tried to contest it now they want to do away with it because you feel i i'm and i'm still trying to wrap my head around a man trying to tell a woman what she can do with her body and it baffles me because you all are worried about the wrong thing you're worried about a woman having an abortion but you don't know how she even became to be pregnant all you see is a woman trying to kill a baby but you don't know the parameters of which she even got pregnant what if she was raped what if she was you know impregnated by somebody that she didn't want to have any dealings with because I don't think they understand that once you get someone pregnant whether y'all stay together or not is not determined by that baby it's determined by how strong the relationship is and if the relationship turns sour you still have to deal with that person for the rest of your life yep now granted nobody wants to nobody wants to see anyone kill a baby they don't but you have to understand that you can't tell a woman that it's not her right and it's her body yeah like come on we're, we're cut like cut the bullshit like you people don't understand that women already have a they they get I can't speak for white women let me speak for black women black women already have complications with labor some die some need blood transfusions some go into a coma and never wake up again and I don't think they understand that carrying another person inside of you is a lot on a body like if men could get pregnant we wouldn't think like that I mean it's wild it's wild man um this is one of my uh, it's one of my favorite subjects. Like me and my wife discuss this all the time in like even research, because the fact of I mean everything is rooted in slavery. Everything is rooted in you know white people wanting to be the majority, mm-hmm. and they're losing at a, a rapid rate. The reason Roe versus Wade is getting overturned, and you know they're attacking abortion, is because white women are getting more abortions than uh, women women of color. Mm-hmm. And by them uh, killing pure white babies, that's right, wiping out the white race at a rapid rate. And white women mixing with uh, people of color is in a higher percentage. And they're losing the white culture at the white culture. They're losing white people at a rapid rate. And I told my wife the next thing they're gonna do, they're gonna ban mixed colors. That's gonna be attacked soon. Yeah. So <laughs> they like white men play a dirty game, and the fact that 
there's still white women who back this this mindset of them being able to tell women what to do with their bodies. Oh, we're, yeah. protecting, we're protecting the babies. No, you're not protecting babies. You're protecting white babies. That's what you're doing. And it's, it's sickening. It's sickening that women's bodies are being dis- discussed in politics. Yeah, absolutely. And like I lose respect for these people every day. And don't get me wrong, it's not all. It's you know the ones we talk like when we talk, like when we discussing niggas. You know the people I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know the people I'm talking about. So absolutely. To look these cowards in the face every day when they come on TV and they're saying, "Oh, we're protecting," like you can pull the wool over some people's eyes. You you can't do it for me. The right. same, like you just discussed, black women dying at a higher rate. This is the reason we don't trust the hospital system. Right. Because there ain't no way you can tell me that a black woman dies more than a white woman in a hospital. Right. And it's not it's not genetics. Mm-mm. It's not genetics. Our people are built for the things that we go through. Mm-hmm. So our black women can push a baby out and not get any drugs or need any drugs. You don't even need to go to a hospital to push a baby out. We can push her out right on the floor and be cooking greens by seven o'clock tonight. Because <laughs> we we built for this. Yeah, we built for this. So for I hate that when we go to the hospital. Like I hear stories. Like my sister in law, she's getting ready to have a baby, and I, I mean I fear for anybody who has kids because um, one of Ashley's friends had went through this a couple of uh, years ago where she has a white husband and. Anytime she told the uh, the nurse or somebody that she was in pain, she had a white nurse told her she was in pain. The nurse took it very lightly. Oh, you're not yeah. you're not in pain. You're you're okay. You'll you'll be out in a couple hours. But guaranteed, if it was somebody white begging for pills, she'll be running into it. Yeah. yeah. So this conversation goes way deeper than just oh babies. It's not it's not all babies. It's yeah. white babies in, in particular because yeah. you shoot them, you shoot black babies right right in front of everybody's eyes. Oh, absolutely. So, Absolutely. <laughs> so I mean, the concept of them trying to protect, you know, this whole abortion act, like, stop it, right. stop it, like, right. I, 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 honestly, I, I don't like our judicial system. I don't respect it. Um, like, we could do better across the board as people, and I wish, like, I wish there was better things in play. I, like, I. I off topic, I wish we could take our money that all, all our millionaires have earned and owned and, you know, got. If LeBron them wanted to, they, you take a couple of higher plays, NBA players, and they took their money and started their own league and stopped letting white people fund shit, mm-hmm. and, we, and we go to school gyms and watch them play, it'd be the greatest shit ever. Look, look at the, um, look at the N1 era. Oh, yeah. It was great. Great, great. So I yeah. wish I wish we did more to fund ours. If we yeah. had doctors that took their money and started their own hospitals, and we visited those hospitals, we got sick and actually took the people that look like us and understand us. Yeah. Like if me and my wife had a baby now, I wouldn't want anybody of any other race dealing with my wife, but somebody black. Yeah. Yep. Because you they understand. Yeah. They understand. They understand. So. Yeah, like, uh, women's bodies should not be discussed by men unless we're in a strip club. Yeah, 
That's 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ladies. I'm that's, sorry. That's a fact. I'm sorry. That's ladies. a fact. Uh, me and my, you know what? It's crazy because me and my wife were having a conversation about this, yeah. and I said, you know, I said, do you know why when when black women give birth that they have they have a higher mortality rate? Yeah. And she's like, no. I was like, because there's nothing better and more beneficial. Mm-hmm. More um a more great in monetary value than a black organ. Yep. Yep. And and you know, I we I broke it down and we had that conversation. I said, I said, you realize that when black kids go missing and they never find them, and then they end up finding them or finding their bodies and their missing organs, that's because they kidnap them, take their organs, and then dispose of the body. Yep. That's why that I, I will not, I will not allow my wife to be alone with any doctor at any point and she's not alert. If she yeah. if she's not aware of where she is, I'm not gonna allow any doctor to be around her. I told her, I said, even when you give birth, I'm gonna be right. I'm not I'm not gonna be up there for your support. Your mama, you got your mama, your mama gonna be up there holding your hand. I'm down there looking to make sure that he's doing what he's supposed to do the right, right way. Right. I said because nothing is more profitable than a black organ. I said if you don't believe me, I said there was a story of a of a uh, of a teenage. Uh, I don't, he was either a teenager or he was in his early adult years, like twenty twenty one. Got his body to the funeral home, and his body was stuffed with newspapers. They took all his organs. I said, that's why if you, I said, that's why I will never ever on my license put, I want to be an organ donor. Because if you put that and something happens to you, they don't need your consent. You'll sign off on a piece of paper, not realizing what you're signing off on. And then for, you know, it now, I'm gone and my organs are missing. Like I tell my wife all the time, I was like, I, you and your you and your family, y'all got to be from a different planet because y'all can't possibly be from this particular earth. My wife's blood is oh, it's either O positive or O negative. Yeah. And anybody knows with that particular blood type you can pretty much donate to anyone. Right. But my sister-in-law has the rarest blood type, which is like RH something. Yeah. So basically what that is, in the words of Jay Clampett, that's black gold. That, her blood type, her blood type is so rare and so universally acknowledged that 
if something was to happen to if something was to happen to someone and they needed her blood type they would treat the queen of England you hear me yeah private jets limousines the uh six star hotel stay if they needed that she would get treated as if she was a constable in the United States a right. celebrity for though for common folk yep but that just goes to show you that once again within our superpower we have what y'all need and y'all are willing to take from us however y'all see fit right they used to wear our skin as fashion shoes bags belts hats my skin was fashionable yep. come on man nah I ain't, I ain't with that so y'all stop telling women what to do with their bodies get out and vote against Roe versus Wade that's the only way to keep this in place because if they appeal this and win it there's no telling what they're gonna try to do next So, but this final topic, and you can, you can tell me, you can, you got a, you got a closer picture than I have. Young Thug and his label, Young Stoner Life, Young Slime Life, Young Slap Life, whatever it is, yeah, brought up on RICO charges. So. You, from an Atlanta standpoint, explain to me what's been happening because I'm only going by what I'm able and see. Well, um, I live in Gwinnett. That's not Atlanta. So for the uh... <laughs> not Atlanta. <laughs> I had to slide that one in, but no. Nah, uh, <laughs> but um, it's um, it's it, which is very sad. It's it's. Young black children growing up with a dream, becoming, you know, somebody important and refusing to let go of the hood life or your your hood or just moving on, period. Like, you got a dream. It's everybody can't go with you. Nipsey said it. Yep. Everybody can't go. Yep. And that's all this is. That's all this is. I mean, you, these guys, got money. Keep the niggas on the street. They wearing YSL chains, and you know, you rapping about it, and they out here doing crimes, and you know, running in stores, and committing all these crimes. They ain't doing nothing but building up a rap sheet. Yeah. And once you know, the killing starts in the clubs, and. You know, YSL game member, or whatever the hell y'all call yourselves, get arrested, and I'm YSL. You know, that's Young Thug Crew. Yeah. Your name keep coming up. Like, you creating this. And then on top of that, like, it seemed like they've been following him for a minute because uh, they bring they bring back up Wayne's situation where Wayne tour bus was shot up. Yeah. The guy who shot Wayne tour bus did 20 years in prison. I think he gets out this year. Um, 
he's YSL. So all these people screaming the same thing you're rapping about, the same crew, and you ain't got to be nowhere near a gun. They coming for you. Yeah. That's that's basically what a Rico charge is. is Everybody screaming the same game or the same three letters or whatever the hell y'all call yourself. Whoever name keeps popping up or the top dog or the person with the most money is the one that's going to, they're going to come for you eventually. Yeah. And everybody in his crew, they going down. And it's sad to say, man, like, I mean, bro, like, when our children make it up out of a situation, stop telling them that you owe it to your hood to do this or you owe it to your homies to keep it real. No. Yeah. Start. That's the time where you start dropping motherfuckers not beneficial for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. People that can't forward your future or help you go forward, like it's time to start dropping them. That doesn't make you a bad person. That makes you smart and you understand what's at stake. But us feeling like, oh, I made it out the hood. I got to take my boys with me. I got to do this for my hood. I got to go back to the hood and do this for my neighborhood. I'm like, nah, you ain't got to do shit for the neighborhood. Because right. the neighborhood, they did shit for you when you was hungry. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you, you got to run in people's houses and stuff like that. Like, that's not... That's, no, that's not the neighborhood taking care of you. Which is is even more fucked up that uh, Young Thug, previously before the Rico Charges were bought up, was on Breakfast Club and he had a topic where broke uh, broke niggas shouldn't be allowed to have babies. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Right, couple couple days before the Rico Charges were bought up, this was a topic on the Breakfast Club where callers was calling in and they had to respond to, you know, and you know, basically had to respond to what Young Thug said. And his statement was basically, you know, broke niggas should not be out here having babies, you know, bringing broke kids into the world to fend for themselves and they gotta, you know, rob, steal, and kill to survive. Skip forward a couple days later, nah, Young Thug brought up, on, <laughs> brought up on Rico charges and now your kids going back to being broke children. The irony. Boy. You talk, <laughs> you talk about that FBI agent must have been listening and was like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was, that's, that's what the kid, that's what the kids call now spinning the block." That's what they right. call it. Oh, you want to talk about broke niggas having uh, kids? Guess what you are, You're right. a broke nigga with kids. I don't, I don't listen. I don't listen to Young Thug. I don't listen I don't to listen. his music. No. I don't listen to any interviews he did. He does. No. The moment I stopped, the moment I became uninterested in who he was as a person, as a rapper, was when he got on T.I. Podcast. Being from it, yeah. it, don't know who Andre 3000 is. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Andre 3000 ain't did nothing to you. He even went as far as to say, they asked Andre 3000, who do you think is the next up and coming artist out of Atlanta? He said, your name. Yeah. You had on a whole jacket that had his name on the back of it, but you're going to sit here and tell the entire that you don't know who he is and you don't listen to his music? Motherfucker, are you crazy? You got to be. Uh, right. Uh, Dre is the whole reason your punk ass got on a. Um... Uh, cover with a wedding dress on with an AK. That's Come Atlanta. On. Come on, <laughs> but you don't know he. You don't, you don't know, know who, who he is. is. 
I, I don't listen. I don't listen to what he has to say. I'm uninterested in him as a person. Facts. My thing is, <clears throat> if you <laughs> if you hadn't learned anything from anybody else, you should have learned everything there was when it came to Bobby Smurda. Yep. You talking about these folks in your lyrics? The people are watching, they're listening, they're paying attention. And what happened to Bobby Smurda? He ended up going, he ended up same charge, Rico charges. He ended up going to jail. They told his homeboy, we'll give you less time if you tell us, if you tell on him. The homeboy said, I'm not doing it. Give me the same amount of time as you're giving him and I'm going to do it because I'm not telling on him which is admirable but it's stupid yep. because you don't you don't make it and then you put yourself in that position to have it all taken away Yeah. if y'all don't learn any, anything else when it comes to music and what you say and do people are always watching and everybody's yep. not watching for entertainment point number two and I'm going to say this in the most honest way, fuck the hood. Oh, fuck said, the hood. Say it, say it one more time. Fuck the hood. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why fuck the hood. Fuck the hood because when you get big and you make it, the hood going to expect a handout. Yep. And I'm yep. not talking about giving back for charity. They're going to expect a handout. Yep. They're going to expect to be taken care of. Fuck the hood. The hood, really, the hood is the reason why Dolph here ain't, no, ain't here no more. Yep. The yep. hood is the reason Nipsey's not here no more. The hood is the reason Pop Smoke is not here. Do I need to go on? The hood is not. Let's let's go back even further. The hood is the reason Biggie ain't here. The hood is the reason Tupac ain't here. The hood is the reason Big L ain't here. Fuck the hood. Yep. Yep. And that's on everything. Everything. Like, because I mean, yeah, you you you're not gonna you're not gonna tell me once I got myself out of a situation, I need to start uh paying respect to my neighborhood who got me there. What please? Exactly. Stop it. I'm moving to the whitest part of town. Right. And not looking back. What? I'm not looking back. Whitest part of town, gonna get the whitest neighbors, gonna have a golf club, uh, a country club membership. Fuck the hood. I right. don't owe the anything. You right. don't owe the hood anything. Y'all don't. Please believe me when I say y'all don't owe the hood anything. Nothing. Nothing. It's fine. It's fine to appreciate and honor where you come from, but get your folks out this situation. Yep. Because if you don't get your folks out this situation, they become a target too. And I mean, it's it's old to the older cats. And I mean, like the old heads we had growing up ain't around no more. Nope. Because ain't no way you got an old head in the neighborhood and Dolph was still hanging out in his neighborhood. No. Because like you got Gotti show you that every day. Yep. Gotti and- don't even Gotti got a house in Memphis and Gotti ain't never in Memphis. Gotti got a house. Gotti got a house in either Germantown or Collierville. Right, but he ain't never. He ain't never there. No, no. Moneybag Yo don't even stay here no more. So what they tell no. you? No, 
because when you get to a certain level and you get a certain notoriety, you have got to get yourself out of your your, your neighborhood. And yeah. don't be coming back on some oh I'm hanging out on my block. You know I had to come check. It. No. No. Because the a... same nigga you sitting right here kicking it with gonna be the same one put a bullet in your head when it comes time to. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's facts. Man, that's facts. That's... And, and on top of that, like for the young kids who, you know, good with a basketball or can you know run a football, like I would love to have one of these kids under my wing because you making it up out of the hood and me pushing you is all that I want from mm-hmm. from to see from you. I don't want no money when you make it. I don't you don't need to look back for me like oh coach booker like I you know I got I feel like I owe you don't owe me a damn thing. I yep. done my job. Yep. I done my job. I'm not gonna be your family member standing here on draft day talking about some oh we made it. No. Good for you. Now yep. I gotta go get another person up out of the hood. Yep. The the greatest the greatest examples that as far as making it from the hood and make and giving back and making sure they uh, they reach out and extend themselves back and pull other people up, Snoop Dogg. Perfect. Yep. He started a whole he started a whole youth football league. Yep. Out of his league alone, he has produced over thirty NFL players. Yes, sir. And all it all it took was somebody being like, "Hey, I see potential in you." So instead of you going the route that I had to go, let's do something positive. And who would have thought? Who would have thought? This is 2022. Who would have thought 30 years ago that this tall, lanky kid from Long Beach, California, who wore nothing but blue and repped crib would be as mainstream as he is. This man owner. This man got a show with Martha fucking Stewart. Yeah, he doing videos in the bar. He got a show with Kelly Clarkson on t- I you know what? This, this this is this is I know this is off subject, but this is what gets me. The people that you feared all these years ago yep. are now household names. Yep. And it's because of them that a lot of positivity that you see or things of that nature, it comes from them. It was crazy because they did an interview with interview uh, Drink Champs, Snoop Dogg. He was like, everybody know me. No, yeah, everybody knows my, everybody knows my name. Right. from older people all the way to down all the way down to babies he said he went to <laughs> he had some kind of event and this dude bought his granddaughter who couldn't have been no more than three or four yeah and she he was trying to introduce the baby to him and he asked the baby you know who that is why this three year old baby said Snoop Dogg you just got here. You just got here. How do you know this man? That baby got good pants is what it is. <laughs> right. But you have to look at it like this. You can't turn on the TV and not see Snoop Dogg. Yep. 
That's true. He's on commercials. He has he has TV shows. But who would have thought that this gangster rapper that y'all feared, that y'all talked about all these many moons ago, is now the is now has an influence on your children and your grandchildren. That's right. Ice Cube and um um Ice T. Ice the, uh fuck the cops and it's the cop killer. Play cops on TV now. Play cops. Ice let let's break it all the way down. Ice Cube. Ice Cube fucked the police straight out of Compton. Yep. Boys in the hood. Yep. Friday. Barbershop. Now, are we there yet? Now, he's a household name. 21 Jump Street. 22 Jump Street. Ice Cube is a household name. Ice T. Man. Let, man. Cop killer. Then he played Danny Court on uh, New York Undercover. Yep. And for the last... <laughs> For the last, I want to say, 25 to 27 years, he's been Detective Tutuola on Law and Order. Yep, that's what you But these are people that you feared. Y'all feared Tupac because of what he had to say. We got to stop him. He's pushing this Black Panther movement, but he's an icon to your yep. children. He's an icon to kids that never even, he's never even seen or never even seen a physical, come on. I mean, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's, that's, that's could possibly the fear because in our adolescence, like we make, we're supposed to make all the mistakes and, you know, do all the things. And, but once we hit the age of wisdom and, you know, understanding and they understand like, okay, Cops are important. We need cops. You know, we need certain things. Like, I feel like white people don't want us to be able to reach that age of understanding. They want us to make the mistakes when we're young and then for us to pay for our mistakes when we're old. Yep. Yep. Which is why it's so easy for a black person to catch a felon. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, like, they don't want us to grow. Like, I mean, bro, we all have a past where we're not proud of, but that's the whole point of being able to age and becoming an adult. Yep. Yep. And see, that's crazy because Ice-T is from the same neighbor. Ice-T is from the same neighborhood Nipsey was from. South Central Los Angeles. Now Ice-T is on car shield commercials. And even on the damn Hunting Nut Cheerios power walking commercial. What the fuck? Wait a minute. A gangster rapper. (laughs) On a Hunting Nut Cheerios commercial talking about heart health. Nigga, what the fuck? What the fuck? What is going on? My, my wife said that uh, Snoop uh, completed GTA. Now he's just doing the side missions. That's it. <laughs> this nigga had. This nigga has Perfect. a gospel <laughs> album. Perfect. <laughs> this gang. This gangster rapper from from Long Beach, California, has a gospel album. Got a gospel, and it's great. <laughs> And it's a like, great album. The man do albums with people in Dubai. This man, like, he really does just, he's doing all the side missions. That's it. Snoop Dogg <laughs> is an international, is an international superstar. Oh, man. Love <laughs> it. I liked it. I'm going to use it. She <laughs> said, shout out, shout out to <laughs> She said, this nigga completed GTA and is just doing the side missions. That shit, baby. That's, 
You know what? That's the most cleverest shit I've ever heard in my life. Right? That's 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 some clever shit. I was sitting there like, damn, she right. She, you had to think about it, like, she's right. What the fuck? Wait, what the fuck? Right. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. That. Hey. But uh, do you have any uh, gems for the people? Any gems? Man, I was going to try to be deep, but I don't. I don't. You don't? No, I don't. The only one I got for this week, um, y'all go listen. Y'all go listen to Kendrick album again. Oh, yeah, definitely that. Definitely Go Go listen to it again. I listened to an album three times. I'm about to do it right now. (laughs) I listened to an album to hear it first. Yep second time to gain understanding yep. and then third time is to put the puzzle yeah, pieces completely it. together absolutely and if nothing else y'all go listen to the hard part five and don't listen to it go watch the video yeah because the video the video will do something to your soul that the lyrics can't do i'm not gonna lie when that nipsey part came i cried i bet my wife did I too bet. Because he was speaking, because it was like, like I, like I told, like I told one of my partners, it's like it was him, but it wasn't him. Right. From, uncredited, uncredited uh, special guest appearance. Yeah. Right. From the movements to how he held his hands, and then if you don't know anything else about Kendrick, Kendrick is signed to Anthony Top Dog Tiffins. <laughs> Top Dog is from the junk. Nickerson Gardens. If you don't know what Nickerson Gardens is, let me educate you real quick. Nickerson Gardens is the neighborhood for blood. Yep, Bounty Hunters. Yep, Bounty Hunter Bloods. Yep. Man, Kendrick was surrounded. He Kendrick got a whole interview where he was surrounded by none but Bloods. Yep. But Nipsey was his friend. That was his brother. He'll tell you in any, any interview. They went to school. They went to the same school. They went to the same school. That was his brother. For him to throw up neighborhood to honor his friend and it be respected shows you what he meant to him. That you can't get you can't get any more definitive than that. Yeah, yeah. So, my gym, my gym for the week. Go, go listen to that man's body of work. Let's do it right now. Can't wait. So, on that note, this has been another episode, dope episode of what? Two dope brothers in a pod. And until next time, we're gonna holler at y'all. Peace.